As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Being ahead of the contractions, Mm. which like it means nothing to you right now, but like it will when you're into it, like as a partner, trying to be ahead of it, knowing that it's coming and making sure your partner feels relaxed and is ready for the contraction that's coming so that she's not anxious when it's there. It's that she's relaxed and in a good place. So she's essentially breathing through it. Like Mm. if I were like talking about it from exercising, it'd be more like doing yoga as opposed to lifting. You're trying to relax your body to like stretch it out and let your body do work Mm. versus like when you're about to do big lifting, which is what the pushing side of it is. Getting pregnant and giving birth are two of the most exciting things you can ever hope to experience in this life. The moment you think you could be pregnant, you're frantically searching for all the best information, which is why you're here today. I'm Stephanie King, and with my many years of experience as a professional childbirth educator, doula, and lover of all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, I'm here to make preparing for your birth enjoyable, empowering, and totally easy. Each week, I'll cover different topics, interview professionals, and get into the nitty-gritty birth stories from mamas just like you. And when you're ready for more, you can join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com, where I take you step-by-step through exactly how to prepare your mind, body, spirit, and partner for a birth you love. So let's get started. It's time. The My Essential Birth postpartum course is here. Whether you're pregnant, just got baby home, or weeks and months into postpartum, this is the course for you. No more wondering what's normal for your body postpartum, if baby's eating or pooping enough, or how to get a good latch. You now have an all-in-one resource where you can click a topic and get the answer. Learn more at myessentialbirth.com forward slash postpartum and add it onto the My Essential Birth course for even less when you bundle them at checkout. Already in the course? Check your student library and add the course for the same discount. I can't wait to support you on your postpartum journey. This week's reviewer of the week is KLSID86, and she says, the best birth podcast. I've listened to hundreds, if not thousands of hours of birth podcasts in the last five years. I'm pregnant with my second and a self-confessed birth nerd. I only recently found this podcast, and I have to say it's quickly become my favorite, a great mix of information and humor. I appreciate every episode. Thank you so much for that awesome review. Um, you guys, if you're listening and you have not yet left a review, please do so. Um, the emails that go out will have it in the very bottom how you can do that. Or you can just head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure that you scroll down once you click on this podcast, Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy. Scroll down, click the stars, write a review, um, and let me know if you did it because I love to talk to you guys on the back end of things as well. Um, this week, I have another awesome birth story for you guys. And I 
I am so excited because we have dad here as well. Um, it is not as often as I would like that we get to hear from the dads, but I think it is extremely, extremely useful. So thank you both for being here today. And with that, Laura, will you take a moment and introduce both you and your husband? Yeah, for sure. Um, first off, thanks for having us. Um, we're super excited. Um, my name is Laura. This is Mark. We are from the States, but live in Japan right now. We've been here for about a year. Um, and we work here as missionaries. Um, we just had our first son, our first child, about two months ago. Two months nine ago. Weeks. Nine weeks. Nine weeks today. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So fresh so. in your mind. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's still fresh there. So, yeah, um, we s- took the My Essential Birth course starting about halfway through pregnancy, and it was just incredibly helpful for us to have, um, I think, the pregnancy and the birth that we wanted. Awesome. Awesome. Mark, did you want to take a moment and introduce yourself at all? Anything extra you wanted to add to that? Any fun facts? Anything fun facts? (laughs) Interesting? Man. Uh, I mean, I was a twin, and I was... Well, I am a twin. I was born as a twin, I guess. <laughs> Glad to hear you are still a twin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I will take that fun fact. Well, I'm excited to hear this birth story today. I think it's always interesting to hear the difference of overseas and stuff too, and maybe some of the things that you guys walked through or conversations that you have that'll be um, maybe a little bit different from what we experience here in the States. Maybe not. Um, But with that, Laura, will you tell us a little bit about your pregnancy, Um, kind of how it was from the beginning, if there's anything that stands out to you, any changes you had to make throughout just kind of what that looked like for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't feel like pregnancy was too out of the ordinary um, for me. I first trimester, definitely morning sickness, like definitely two weeks of waking up and just throwing up or like, I think once I just like looked at an avocado and threw up just by looking at it. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not having this. Yeah. Any smell that was in the kitchen was like, yeah, no. Yeah. He was, he was so kind and he always cleaned the kitchen very thoroughly. <laughs> Good husband. Appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah. Like wake up. First thing I do is like, all right, let's go get some crackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. So you helpful. knew your role. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you knew it. Um, but really, other than that, I feel like pregnancy was smooth, as smooth as pregnancy can go, you know? That's awesome. Um, yeah. Even, yeah, even into third trimester. So, yeah. Was there anything um, along the way, anything that like happened or like any concerns that were brought up by your providers, changing of due dates, um, any like gestational diabetes or anything along the way that like stands out? Or was it just pretty really smooth none and easy of that, going? Honestly, it was, yeah, none of that. I think I had a lot of concerns about our provider um, because they were so strict as far as like rules of what we could do for birthing and labor. Yeah. Um, and But other than that, like pregnancy itself was, yeah, fairly smooth besides the throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah. blessing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk yeah. to me about your provider a little bit then. What kind of provider did you have? Where were you planning to give birth and, and all of that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think part of it is because we're in Japan and things are just different culturally. Um, I really wanted to give birth at a birth center here uh, because they allowed the freedom of movement and um, were not so strict. And But because of COVID, he this was the only hospital 
um, that would allow him to be there for birth. And I knew that, like, I definitely needed him, especially in a different country and different culture that I, he would be my support person 100%. Um, and so we ultimately decided on a government public hospital here. Um, it's just down the road, like five minutes, super close. Um, but I had so many hesitations, like, honestly, I really wanted to switch. And especially in second trimester, I was just like debating so much about it. Like, what should I do? Like, I really just... I don't know, like when I would bring the, my birth plan to them, they were very much like, oh, we'll probably give you like an episiotomy. Um, we'll probably like, like you'll have to birth laying down, like you you're, you won't be able to move. Like they were very strict on different things. And I didn't know how much I should push, especially like um, as we have different cultures. And yeah, um, but yeah, sometime in second trimester, I think I just kind of came to a point where I was like, okay, like the thing that's really important to me is that Mark's there for the birth. Um, they, I know he's going to be supporting me. Um, and I'm just going to trust that this is going to be a good experience and that I'll make like the best of it. Um, I'll keep presenting what I want to my hospital. Um, and in the end, they honestly, like they let us do a lot of things that they said they wouldn't. <laughs> so oh, um, that's it awesome. ended up being a really good experience. Yeah. So maybe you can walk me through some of those conversations with your provider. And um, was Mark, were you able to be at the prenatal appointments with her as well? As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. I mean, yeah, but my Japanese level is like elementary school baby. <laughs> like, So were they speaking Japanese and Laura, you understood them? Oh, wow. Yeah. So this, no translator. All, Got it. Yeah, this was all in Japanese. And I would usually, I mean, if Mark didn't have to work, I would go. Um, he would come with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was all in Japanese because if if we went to like a private hospital, um, I think they would have had translators, but it just wasn't. Yeah. Like our doctor, when he was doing the sonogram, <laughs> was like, head, boop, 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 shoulders, <laughs> like knees and toes, knees and toes. Like <laughs> this guy's flexing like his little English skills and yeah, all happy about it. the doctor would be so excited to use his English. <laughs> yeah, he was fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but Did yeah, that... The, the, oh, I was just wondering if that was like, if that w was hard for you, Mark, like not understanding what the communication was or what was happening at all. Yes and no. I mean, I guess a uh, fun fact I could have put in at the beginning, I did study nursing. So I had been oh, in perfect. deliveries because my unit, like we have to rotate through OBGYN and my mom was an OBGYN nurse for 15 years. So I'd seen That's awesome. deliveries before. So I had some experience and I wasn't like completely in the dark. If I didn't know anything about like giving mm -hmm. birth and then I didn't mm -hmm. know what they were saying, I've been like, 
but I was stressing. They seem like they were very professional, and Laura speaks Japanese really well. And I could understand basic stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll ask her later. Is that what they said? Because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How neat. Um, okay. Well, how about how about the both of you then? How did you guys work together? Um, how did Mark support you? Mark, how did you kind of like jump in and feel like you were really supporting her in preparation for the birth? So obviously you took the birth course together. Maybe you can talk about the amount of time or what you did together for that. Um, but what did that look like for you guys? Yeah, so... Um, I think for me personally, I really took like physical activity seriously. Like, um, we usually work out anyway. Um, so that was something that I wanted to concentrate on. Um, so physical activity, which in the birth course, um, lots of suggestions for that, um, along with the suggestions of getting, um, enough protein, um, which I think was very valuable. Um, like I said, we started taking the birth course about halfway through the pregnancy. I had been listening to the podcast, though, ever since we started trying uh, for kids. So um, I knew that I really wanted to take it. Um, but it was just helpful to go through it together uh, to see, I don't know, how we could, how he could support me. Um, especially the practice activities were very helpful for us. Um, to be able to actually go through labor <laughs> drills and have pretend contractions. I can't say we were always like the most serious about it, but we definitely like. You're not it. alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My husband and I doing it was a total joke and we still do great during birth. So it's fine. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, is this how it's going to be? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to be visualizing in your mind what the end one is actually going to be like. But if your personality is more easygoing and you're making everything serious, it's not going to be beneficial to you. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, were there things maybe within the course or even as you guys were talking, maybe on the podcast, Mark, um, that kind of stood out to you or that you were grateful for specific information or, or things that were really helpful for you in helping her prepare for birth? We talked about this. <laughs> God. <laughs> 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 <But> no. <laughs> Sorry, it's like six in the morning here. I know, <laughs> I know. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. It's so early. No, you're good. What was the question? What things that it, from the course? That was there yeah. anything that stood out to you, or like knowledge, or you know, like a lot of a lot of times when um, dads take a birth course, you know, they're there reluctantly. They're like, fine, whatever. I love you. That's why I'm here. Um, but somewhere <laughs> along the way, they're like, oh shoot, actually, that's pretty useful information. I'm glad I know X, Y, Z. I feel more prepared because of, was there any, were there any moments like that mm. for you? I mean, it's difficult because I also read another book and then with my having studied nursing at college. So I'm like kind sure. of muddled in my mind as to when I learned what about we read the the Bradley way, which oh nice. I, I don't know if you've read it or not. It's yeah. It was like in my mind, like I know a lot of my thought process from like the different stages of labor were based on what they had said about like essentially relaxation stuff, making sure breathing is important. So I'm trying. I'm trying to like separate the birth course that we took and the Bradley way, and then again the nursing stuff because I'm like when we're going through it. Laura kept saying things like, oh, yeah, the Picotin. And I'm like, you mean Pitocin? Like, it took her like, I don't know, five months of her to get a episiotomy. And I was like, 
<laughs> I can't say that word. So yeah. <laughs> I would say though that he became very passionate about like delayed core clamping after mm. the core. Oh, for sure. It made so much sense to me. I was like, yeah, anyone who's not doing delayed core clamping, like I understand like the risk for jaundice is higher, especially within like the Asian community. However, like if it's not a high risk, like that's mm. the baby's blood mm-hmm. and it makes sense that they wouldn't like god would design the body not to give all the extra blood while it has to pass through the birth canal and then it could give it to it afterwards it's like that's just logical sense that just and mm-hmm. so yeah i was like oh yeah i'm all about that which was cool because our providers had said no but then like the midwife we got was so chill mm-hmm. she was basically like yeah i'll, I'll do and then she's even like showing the cord after a while and she was like okay and I was like, yeah 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 like yeah she that, was super nice that was like yeah one of the things that i really wanted um and in the moment that she was like yeah we'll let you have delayed cord clamping and we're like wow <laughs> thank you that's awesome um laura were there things that you did kind of on a daily basis that you felt like prepared your body or your mind for birth yeah i would say especially going into third trimester when I was like, okay, this baby has got to come out. <laughs> like I need to start like really, um, really working on this. Um, I walked almost every day, exercise almost every day on a prenatal program, um, doing the squats, of course. Um, like I said before, trying to get as much protein as possible, really. Um, practicing breathing, like every night I would take a bath with Epsom salts and just kind of set the scene for like, this is how I want to labor. Um, and I would just practice breathing and connecting with my baby um, and just kind of talking to my baby too, uh, just trying to feel encouraged about the, the how the birth would go. And then we also, leading up to birth, the last two weeks, practice on and off mm-hmm. different contraction drills or whatever. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, was there anything that you did coming up to kind of like right before your guest date in the way of like red raspberry leaf or eating dates or any like physical preparation that you did that way? <laughs> yeah, I got you on this one. So <laughs> dates. If you want to make like a Reese's peanut butter cup into a date tree, you basically cut the uh, date in half. You put peanut butter and you melt chocolate on top of that bad boy. Nom, 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 nom. Like, <laughs> that sounds good. I was snacking on those. He was my cervix them. was so ripe. Like. <laughs> I was like, this is my cervix. Stop eating my dates. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. I'll make more. <laughs> okay. So for those that are listening, look for that recipe on Instagram this week so that you can also get your husband's cervixes ripe, as Mark said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> That's awesome. And besides that, re- raspberry leaf tea every day um, for sure as well. <laughs> Very cool. But the dates did were you, more enjoyable. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, did you have any, like, as you came up to at birth, did you choose to, or is that common practice there? Did you have vaginal exams? Did they talk to you about any of your numbers, dilation and all that kind of stuff? Did you have any idea what was happening inside before you went into labor? So... Something that's interesting about Japan is that they do ultrasounds every single time you go to the uh, your prenatal appointment. So from the first week that we went, we ha- had um, every time you get a transvaginal. Is that what it's called? Hmm. Um, oh, really? Every exam, time? And then yeah, every single oh. time. Yeah, even up until oh. um, before I gave birth. Um, and then were also, you able to I say no to those, or was that were they like, no, this is happening? I'm not really sure. I just, I was just like, okay, I guess this, this is, is how it is. Do. Yeah. yeah. Got Put it. you in that like amusement park chair and then that. <laughs> <laughs> <like>. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting chair. 
Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think part of it too was because I hadn't, I haven't given birth in America, so I don't know yeah. what that what's typical. I just have heard from people that you don't get ultrasounds every single time. Um, so yeah. leading up to the week, my last appointment before birth, they did an ex- the transvaginal um, ultrasound, and then he just did an exam, and then told me um, that <laughs> it's hard to translate that I was like slightly effaced, that it wasn't dilated at all, but that everything was in the right position, essentially, um, awesome. ready to go. And so he, he was saying, like, maybe next week. Um, at this point, um, this was a few days before my guest date. So Okay. Did they did he talk about induction at all? Like, if you go to a certain number of weeks, or did was that ever a conversation that you had? Um, they said the longest they would let me go would be 42 weeks. And so when I came to my appointment at the 39 weeks, just before I turned 40 weeks, they said, okay, your next appointment at 40 weeks and five days or whatever, we will talk about what could happen if you go to 42 weeks. Okay. Okay. And then how about the labor? How about the birth? So fun. (laughs) 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 No, No, but really, I think just to preface, labor and birth have been just one of my biggest fears my entire life. And so when we started trying for kids, I was super nervous. I was like, I just don't feel prepared. Like, I don't know what to do. I guess you just see like movies and Hollywood and you hear people's stories. And a lot of times people concentrate on the negative. Um, But I really wanted to believe that it could be something that was beautiful and something that could um, grow me as a person and that would be memorable. Um, So yeah, going into birth um I was just really nervous honestly but um as far as labor like how did it all start even before before labor started like even like the conversation that Laura had with me that I feel like changed her mindset or that I recognized was a change that she recognized that like the female body is essentially designed to give birth and that it's like this Mm -hmm. isn't something that's like foreign or unnatural that it's actually very natural Mm. and then like having the conversation of like the reason that it's so difficult is to like essentially draw you closer to god it's like why that's like the thing that's put on women to be painful and hard is that it's like yeah it's meant to be difficult because it forces dependence on god which is why like the earth's hard to work for men because if we don't have to actually work Mm. we become prideful and think of ourselves as the greatest thing on the planet and it actually pushes us back to God. For like women, it's the same thing. Since her body was designed to do it, when she got that mind shift, it became more of like a, oh, like my body can do this. Mm-hmm. It was made to do this. And it's going to be an experience that like pushes me towards God. So it's going to be a good thing, you know. That's really neat. Like maybe take me from the beginning, maybe what that very first contraction looks like all the way through the labor. Yeah. <laughs> Le- leading up to birth, I had quite a bit of like Braxton Hicks and um, I tend to get stomach aches pretty easily anyway. So I honestly can't say when like labor began. Um, we had just gotten his parents from the airport the night before. Um, and the next day we were taking them out for errands like around the area to yeah. get like SIM cards and food and stuff like that. And I started feeling kind of like crampy, but really because of the Braxton Hicks and everything, I was just like, you know, this is probably just same old, same old. Really didn't think anything of it. How um, many weeks and then were we you, came, if you don't mind me asking? 
Yeah, I think it, at that point I was 40. 40, 40 or something like that. Uh, oh, wow. Sorry. 12, 13, 14, 40 in four days, which okay. is actually very interesting because the doctor gave me the due date of the 11th. Um, but my app that tracked my ovulation gave me the due date of the 15th and he was born on the 16th. Oh, like, that's awesome. That's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. So like labor started on the 15th and then he was born on the 16th. But yeah, um, first started getting some cramps, but they really weren't like anything that I thought anything of. We came back home. Um, Mark had to do some some work, some teaching, and I started feeling crampier. Um, so after he was done teaching about six o'clock, I came downstairs and I was like, hey, I think I might be in labor, but I don't know, like, because I've had Braxton Hicks, like a couple nights before I had, um, I don't know if it was prodromal labor or what, but it was just very consistent, like every 10 minutes for a couple hours. And so he, he was just like, okay, let's just see what happens. Like it could be, you know, it could just be a fluke. And I was like, okay. And so I started making dinner for everybody and was putting these pizzas together and honestly, by 630, I, the moment like his dad made a joke and I was like, I want to punch you in the face right now. <laughs> like, please do not joke right now. <laughs> that's when you started taking it seriously. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe this is labor. <laughs> I think this is real. <laughs> I like just could not even stand while I was making the pizza. So I just threw them into the oven and I was like, Mark, I'm going to go take a bath, um, which is part of my labor, labor plan was to go into the bath. And I thought that I would really enjoy and how I practiced for a long time. But actually, I really hated it when I got in Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it was because I didn't, I hadn't fully comprehended that I was in labor. And I think there was a big part of me that was like, because I was so scared of birth and labor, I was like, no, I can't do this. Like, I'm not ready for this at all. Um, so I remember Mark came up soon after I got into the bath and I was like, am I being a baby? Like, is this like, these are so intense. Like, I really can't describe them. Um, I don't know that I would describe them as painful, but I think all I can describe them is this just like intense wave um, that just kind of like overtakes you. And I was like, why? Like, I'm being a baby. I got like 20 more hours of this. How am I going to do this? But we didn't have 20 more hours. No. <laughs> At all. Uh, yeah, do you remember hopped out of the oh i was just gonna ask laura do you remember because i know moms are always curious what it feels like um when you're talking mm -hmm. about intensity was it like higher up in the abdomen lower down was it in your mm -hmm. back your sides do you remember where you felt contractions i would say at that point higher up in the abdomen abdomen <laughs> higher up in the abs <laughs> got it <laughs> not not in the back <laughs> Not okay. in the back, not lower. Yeah, I really wish I could describe it better, but I, I really, I don't know. I wouldn't describe it as pain, but just intense. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead with what you, what your thought was. Yeah. Well, no worries, because like, yeah, like when she was in the bath again, we were like, yeah, pretty sure this is labor. So we hopped out and decided to like time some of the contractions, and then it was like, can I double check those numbers we we're supposed to be looking for? Because like. <laughs> This, this is, seems like this is over a minute, and these are three, four minutes, four minutes apart. apart. Three, yeah. Was that not when we we're supposed to go to the hospital? <laughs> Isn't it three one like, one? <laughs> in our minds, we had pre like planned for like laboring at home. That's why she was saying twenty hours of this. We're like we had planned to be at home for you know five or six hours or whatever it was going to be. 
but that window wasn't going to be 20 minutes. Mm. Like it, we didn't expect it to be a short, mm. like, oh, we're going to only be here for a little bit and then we're going to go to the hospital. And then, you know, five hours later, we're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fast and furious. Okay. <laughs> Tokyo trip. So, yeah. Take me through there. So you get out of the tub. Yeah. So we got out of the tub. Um, we're trying to time contractions, which we had practice, but when you're in the moment, it's like, how does this app work? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, when do we technically, when does it start? How do you like, I, think I, it's I, at the beginning. I feel nothing. It's supposed to be. Wait, wait, yeah. He like, like feels nothing. I'm like <laughs> feeling everything. So I'm like, I think it's. <laughs> so we called his mom up who was like, he said, an OBGYN nurse um, for a long time. And so she helped us and she's like, you're at like three and a half, four minutes apart, like at least a minute. Um, I think you should call the hospital, especially because I had to be the one to call the hospital um, to talk to them and to check in and everything. So I was like, what? Like, I was just in so much shock because I thought we were going to have so much time at home. I had all these things planned. Mark had set up like... What did you do? Like candles, the candles, turn the lights down. He turned that he had set up the whole scene. <laughs> yeah, get in the mood. Like I, I was Love so it. prepared for hours at home and Well, sort of. She says she was prepared, but yeah, at this point she looks at me and she's like, Hey, can you finish packing my bag? I'm like, We talked about this a month ago. <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, you got more stuff in this bag than I would take on a six month hiking trip. I just want to say, (laughs) in my defense, in in Japan, um, you stay, depending on the hospital, my hospital was a week long stay at the hospital. Wow. And so if I was packing for a week long trip, like one, I'm going to pack a lot of stuff too. I'm going to pack it all at the last second. And she was worried about the food situation. It was going to be like overly Japanese flavors in everything. So she was snacking hard. I knew after birth that I would want comfort food. So I had to pack a lot of food. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, and also I thought we would have more time to labor. So I thought I would have like 10 minute apart contractions and I could finish packing my bag then, but no, (laughs) that was not the case. (laughs) Okay. So go ahead and and take me through some more of your labor. Yeah. So after that, what happened? I called the hospital. Mm. Um, We, Mark finished packing up. Thank God. He was like, I don't know. I'm just going to throw stuff together. Stuff it all in here. Um, And then, yeah, we went down to the car. And I remember when I went down to the car, his mom, because she was a nurse uh, on a labor and delivery unit, um, she just gave me a hug. And she was like, just trust that your providers want the best for you. Trust that they want what's best for you and for the baby. And I think that's something that I really needed to hear because I had spent so long um, just kind of being unsure of my providers and being like, uh, like this is the only choice I feel like we have because Mark, um, I want Mark there, but yeah. So in the end, like that really, I feel like helped shape my perspective when Mm -hmm. she said that. Um, And then on the way to the hospital, I was just kind of voicing my fears to Mark. And I was like, can I do this? Like, can I give birth? Can I, like, I'm already in labor and this seems like pretty intense. And I still in my mind thought we had hours and hours to go. Um, And he pretty much said, if you bought the ticket, you have to ride the train. (laughs) You bought the the ticket, now you got to ride the ride. And I was just like, I cannot with you right now. (laughs) Who are you? But then he said lots of sweet things after that. But he just, he had to have a sarcastic comment. (laughs) But, um, and then once we got to the hospital, um, something that was really like, 
impactful for me was as we were walking through the parking lot, um, I started having a contraction. So I just kind of paused and it started snowing or it was already snowing, I guess. I just didn't notice. Um, and where we are in Japan, it snows, but not really that often. Like I'm from Minnesota. Like I love snow. Um, I <laughs> love the big, um, I don't know, just snowflakes. I love when it snows at night specifically, just because it's so peaceful. And I always feel like my worries are just so little um, and that they don't really matter. And so as I was going through that contraction and I just saw the snow coming down, I was like, okay, like, I think I can do this. Like, I think that I was made for this and I believe that this can be a good experience and that despite um, everything that I've heard about birth, that this can be something that we'll remember for like the rest of our lives in a positive light. Um, so we went into, yeah, we went into the hospital they checked us in. I had to take a COVID test. So the first hour was like 45 minutes hour was spent laying down, um, just side laying. Um, they did a cervical exam at that point. Um, and they said I was three centimeters. Um, so then after the COVID exam was done, they allowed us freedom of movement, which was really nice. They're like, okay, here's a portable monitor, like do what you need to do. And I was like, oh, seriously thank you um so we just really got into a good rhythm um yeah. we just did like this routine of like walking the hallway um when i needed to stop to stop and just breathe um then we would go back to the room and they had like this little chair that you could bend over to squat so i did some of that and then i would eat a cracker and drink water and then i would go to the bathroom and then we would keep that going so yeah, like a circuit yeah we just did a circuit which i think helped me because i'm very much like if i have something to do, then I feel like I'm like progressing. Um, so it helped me to be like, okay, I got like one round done. Like I got this down. Um, so we did that for about an hour, I would say. And then the monitor needed charging. And so they were like, can you do some side laying? And while we charge your monitor, we can just plug it in. I was like, okay. So I lay down and then this is where <laughs> I feel like things just got even more intense. Like two contractions in, my water broke. Um, just, I don't know. I really did not know that there was going to be that much water. Honestly, I was like, where's all this water coming from? And how, is, <laughs> how does it keep coming? <laughs> like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so my water broke. I told Mark to get the, the yeah, she's like, go there. I'm like, okay. And I was like, I told him the Japanese word, but he, like, I was like, oh, that's, that registers as nothing right now. I know the word for water is Mizu. And I know outside trip because I do judo is Osotogari. And I'm like, Mizu Osoto. <laughs> like water's Literally outside. Water outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were probably like, okay, who's this guy? <laughs> um, so she came in and she, I asked for an exam um, because I was like, I these are super intense. Um, and she said I was at five centimeters. Um, and at that point, they got so intense that I literally, like, I didn't, I don't know, I had heard of this, but I literally felt that my uterus was pushing and I felt like his feet pushing against the uterus. And I was like, why is this happening? Like, I really didn't know what to do. And I, I felt like I need to push. Um, but I, she had told me I was only five centimeters. So I asked her, I was like, you said I'm five centimeters, but I'm feeling um, the surge to push. And this is what happened is happening. And she was like, you can't like, you can't push. Um, and so honestly, that, that was so hard for me that I couldn't work with my body. And I, I don't know, like, I don't know. And at the moment, like when you're having contractions, you don't, you can't really, I feel like you can't think 
logically like oh maybe i should try moving maybe i should get up and try this position you're just like i'm just laying here and i'm trying to breathe i'm trying my best to breathe um but the nurse was very helpful she did counter pressure Hmm. for like two hours (laughs) like she was so sweet wow that's Um, awesome yeah yeah um and so that that was from like at that point that was 10 30 to like 12 30 a.m um and I would say some of the most intense part of the contractions, just because I couldn't work with my body. Mm. Um, yeah. And I would say in that window, like from when we got to the hospital till this point as like the partner, just being ahead of the contractions, mm. which like, it means nothing to you right now, but like it will, when you're into it, like making sure that she's ready for them when they're coming so that she's relaxed and in the good, like peaceful mindset, before they show up because if you're late on trying to become like restful and peaceful and knowing that it's going to happen like i don't know like the anxiety or like you just get like she would just grimace where it was like clearly we're not with it i don't know if that makes sense but if you got it beforehand it was like yeah just be chill like it's coming okay relax good deep in breath out good let your like shoulders relax let your knees relax sink into the bed like go with it good we're moving with it it's like the ocean just flow with it keep going good 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 you're doing great like if you get it and like you're ahead of it you're great if you get behind it the good news is you're only behind it for that set it's only going to be the one time where it might be a little bit different and the next time you get ready that's like the beauty of it it does just comes in waves it's like how it's designed to happen but like as a partner trying to be ahead of it knowing that it's coming and making sure your partner feels relaxed and is ready for the contraction that's coming so that she's not anxious when it's there it's that she's relaxing in a good place so she's essentially breathing through it like Mm -hmm. if i were like talking about it from exercising it'd be more like doing yoga as opposed to lifting you're trying to relax your body to like stretch it out and let your body do work Mm -hmm. versus like when you're about to do big lifting which is what the pushing side of it is yeah, the, I, I'm really glad you shared that, actually. Um, I don't know that there's any better advice when you're talking about the technicalities of how to work with a woman during labor than what you just explained. Um, were there things, were you keeping track of it on the timer? Were you watching the monitor or were you watching mom? What told you it's coming again? How am I going to prep her? And it sounded like you were doing a lot of verbal cues. Did you have any hands on things and, and stuff that you were doing with that? Like, tell me a little bit about that process. I mean, looking back on it, I didn't have the timer there. It was more of an internal clock, yep. knowing that these are coming about this far apart. And then going from cues based on how Laura was moving, what she was doing, like, I don't know, just sensing it. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, yeah. you, you know it's coming. And like, as long as you're like aware. And then in the time between contractions, just trying to like soft rubs or hand holding, verbal encouragement. Whatever your wife likes to hear naturally. So if she wants to be told that she's beautiful, tell her that she's beautiful. Like she's in the moment when she like, she needs to be told that she's loved. Just like reminder of that. And yeah, just go with the natural rhythm of it. I don't, if you're not someone who is naturally inclined to keep time, like maybe use the stopwatch, but then, you have to be watching two things, which could be difficult. So yeah. if you're going to do it that way, I would practice it, mm-hmm. which sounds weird because that's not my natural inclination. I don't like to practice a lot of stuff. Like you'd have to look at both being like aware. But if you're not like just focusing on how she's doing and then you'll get the feel of it. Like you'll be a part of like what the rhythm is because it is, it's just a rhythm. It's an ebb and flow. 
Yeah, that's perfect. I love that you described it that way. And I love that you were able to you that you weren't looking at other things that you were watching mom because that's that's real. If you are paying attention to mom, you'll see it. And she will give those little cues like meet the way that she takes that first breath when she's going into one or her body was relaxed and you can see the movement right before she gets ready for a contraction. There are minimal mm. cues right there at the beginning that tell you like, here we go again. And you kind of just mm. sounds like you like you rise up and you stand as a rock for her and mm. walk her through that process. And that's really excellent, you guys. That I, mean, I love it because I feel like I'm in the room and then it makes me like literally want to be there and just watch you guys do your magic because clearly you were able to work together and that's huge. That's awesome. Hmm. Yeah. So then about 1230 a.m., um, they said I could push. They didn't do an exam. They said typically that they don't do cervical exams when you come in, that they'd base it on where the baby's heartbeat is and kind of where your contraction's at and where you're at. Um I just kept requesting them because I was like, surely I can push now. <laughs> I was just in such a like trying to get to that point of like, I'm ready to push. Um, so we, they finally said at 1230, like you can push. Um, and I just honestly, like my contractions kind of fizzled. Yeah, fizzled. And I know they talked to uh, y'all talked about that in the birth course of like that. The um, contractions can kind of come to a point where they, are like not as intense just to give your body a rest like kind of a natural way um so i was mentally prepared for that and i knew that but i think because i had such intense contractions that literally i felt my body pushing him i was very confused and was just kind of like what do Mm -hmm. i do um and then this is kind of also where i felt um some pressure from my provider uh where they're like okay uh let's get you like they had me on the table thing um the chair the bed chair thing yeah i don't know um yeah yeah. and they're like okay we're gonna start pushing and i was like i don't know that i'm ready to push honestly Mm. um but i just tried to like breathe through the contractions and work with them as best i could like if i felt a contraction that was more like okay this is i can push with this and i would um if i didn't i would just breathe through it and just Mm. let it happen um and at first, I was just laying down, but then I really wasn't. Was the feet up in the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Stirrups>. laying down. <laughs> um, but it, nothing was really progressing. So I, finally, I asked the midwife. Um, I was like, can I side lay? Like, are you okay with that? And she she said, yeah. Um, so I went on my side, and I was so grateful that she let me do that. Um, she, I propped. Well, yeah. I mean, like, the nurse, like, the midwife was, uh, like, having experienced American healthcare providers, I don't think you're going to get a random midwife who's like, yeah, throw your foot up on my shoulder. And she let it on there for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. I was like. Because I, my leg was just floating there. So she's like, oh, put it on my back. Yeah, put it on my back. And she's, like, leaning, holding her leg up. And I was like. <laughs> How many babies do you deliver? Like, there's no way you could be taking someone's leg every time this happens. She was fantastic. Yeah. And when you're in contractions, like one contraction, or I don't know, an hour feels like three minutes maybe. And so I thought it had only been one contraction or two. And Mark was like, no, that was a good 45 minutes. She was holding your your foot on (laughs) Yeah, Um, she's awesome. So I did some side laying first on the left and then on the right. And when I was on my right side was when his head started to show. Um... And it took like from the time that his head started to show to when he was born, which was when his head came out, because um, I just pushed him off. Oh, is that what happens? <laughs> <laughs> the baby comes out when he's born. Wow, 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 wow. Um, it was forty-five minutes, and so some at some point in the sideline, they were like, "We're gonna have to give you 
something Pitocin. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say Picotin. I was. <laughs> They're like, we're going to have to give you Pitocin to like get this moving because it's been so long. Hmm. And that's when I like I wanted to stay in the sideline or I wanted to get in a different position because I knew I, I was just not really in, um, still wasn't really feeling with the contractions. But I was like, OK, I need to like get to work because I don't I don't want Pitocin. Like I just want to like have this baby. So I just flipped over and then we started pushing again. Um hmm. And then he was born like, I don't know, 20 minutes later or something like that. But um, yeah, at that point, I was just so exhausted. I was falling asleep in between contractions. Like Mark would have to like wake me up. Hmm. Um, but something that like really touched me was how invested Mark was hmm. like in it. Like as soon as they saw the head and Mark looked over and he saw the head, I could hear Mark like trying not to cry. Like he, every single time he was coaching me through a contraction, I could hear him like tearing up and he would just be like, oh, that mm. was so beautiful. Like you pushed so well, like that was so good. Or like if I didn't push, he was like, that's OK. Like just wait for like when you feel like it's right. Mm. Like he was just so encouraging about it. And I I was glad because I had a lot of emotions about the whole everything going on. But then um, hearing him like also emotionally invested meant a lot. Yeah, I would say for partners, like emotionally, it's obviously it's a new experience. It's unlike anything you've experienced before because mm-hmm. you can't like replicate it. But if, if like if the first like part of laboring is like trying to get them to relax and breathe through it and be like, let their body do work when they get to the pushing side of it. If you're a guy who's ever worked out at the gym, honestly, like you're ready to teach them how to push. Cause it was like the weirdest experience where I'm like, hold on a second. I say this exact same thing to my brother and my friend at the gym. Like this is the exact same setup. Cause you want them to get like a good deep breath where they're ready to push heavy weight because they're, and then it's okay. Not this one weight, breathe through it. Be like, and then, and then, Oh, now it's time to push. So you get them on the good. Cause you don't want to be like empty breath when you're trying to make a big lift. Cause then when you like, like you're just going to die. Like, you can't, like, so like making sure she gets like, again, it's like it's timing the contraction because the cue you're going off of Laura, who's going off her body, what the her body's doing to birth the baby. So you're reading those cues, making sure she's got good breaths so she's ready to push and then making sure she gets on a good in and then it's push, 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 just like you're pushing weight. Push, 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 good, good, push, push, good. Now get a breath. All right, good. Go again, again. Push, 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 push. It's literally the exact same thing you would say to your friends who are lifting at the gym. Like emotionally, again, completely different. You're in a different space yeah. emotionally. <laughs> but if you remember that like you've coached someone through pushing before, it is very similar. It was eerily similar to pushing. Like if you're getting your friend to like try to get a good bench press or like hit a good squat, it's the same. Like you want to make sure that they're in a good mindset, ready to move the way they want to be. Obviously, breathing, they want to have an in-breath, which they'll know that, but like reminding her to breathe and have that full breath. And then it's the push out where it's not like, it's like a, like, and you, again, right. if you've ever worked out at the gym, you know what that should look like and sound like. So trying to get her to do that will help her to like essentially use the muscles that she's using to push out the baby. And just so, so you know, you're aware and can do that because you've done it before in a very different but very similar situation. And I was like shocked when I was like, hold on a second, this is the exact same thing that I do at the gym. This is the weirdest experience. (laughs) That's awesome. And and it's like Laura had mentioned before, like having something to focus on was probably really helpful, you know, during that pushing stage. So that's really neat. How did you feel like through that 
pushing stage? Was it comfortable? Would, would you describe it as painful? Like, how was that for you? And then once baby was born? Yeah, I would describe a lot of burning. Honestly, I think because they had me laying down, it was more painful than I expected. Well, I don't know. Maybe I was kind of expecting it because I knew they wanted me to lay down. Um, Hmm. But just because um, I couldn't find a different position to find relief, Hmm. I was having more burning, um, more just really intense um, sensation. Like I was telling Mark later, I was like, kept thinking, surely his head can't be any bigger than this. Like surely his head will come out now. Like there's no way. <laughs> and because it took so long, mm. I feel like his head was just there. Yeah, it was there for <laughs> forever. Bunch of- um, but I honestly, reflecting on all of it, I think that if I had been able to use different positions that I could have found relief in that, like I truly believe that. Um, so um, eventually I was able to push his head out and then I knew I was supposed to take like a contraction or two for the shoulders, but I was just like, I'm so tired. I, I don't even know if I was having a contraction. I think I just pushed him out. I think I was like, I'm tired. Like I'm ready. Um, and so I actually didn't tear at all with his head. Um, and they That's didn't awesome. give me an episiotomy, even though they said they probably would. Um, but I tore a little with his shoulders. Um, they said in the end. But yeah, um, yeah. After he was born, I I was just shaking so much. I don't know. Mark was saying it was something with the hormones changing, probably. Yeah, but then also totally just normal the experience. You know, right. <laughs> I yeah. could not stop shaking. I was kind of scared to hold him. Um, but yeah, it was just it was so surreal. Honestly, as he came out and then as I handed him to me, um, I was like, wow. Like I'm a mom. Like I really mm. didn't know how to wrap my mind around that. Um, and I remember asking the nurses like can I be a mom? Like, am I, do I have the abilities to be a mom? And they were like, you already are. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, the nurses were so great. They were so sweet, honestly, like in the end. Um, so, yeah. And then we just got to spend some time together. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID, Mark couldn't visit me the week in the hospital, mm. which was like a huge, hmm. huge bummer. Like I was. Yeah, I my was, birthday was the next day. His birthday so I didn't was see the next my day. birthday and see baby. <laughs> So we were so sad, but um, they said he would have an hour that he could spend with me and the baby after he was born. Um, but the nurse let us. Um, yeah, for as long as I was. Yeah, like he he could have stayed longer, but it was like 5 a.m. And we were both like falling asleep mm. by the time he left. Yeah. 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 The nurses were really funny with talking about the baby, just like. Oh, he was so wise. Like, yeah. Like, why, why, why would you consider a baby to be wise? And she's like, because he waited for your parents to come. And when his head was coming, he went slowly. So the mom <laughs> he took such a long time. He to took come such out. a long time. He's such Aww. a wise baby. Yeah. I was like, that's so, so cute. Sweet. Yeah. That's he was sweet. super popular at that hospital. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, only a white baby born there this year. <laughs> yeah, the only foreign baby. Oh. <laughs> I did yeah. have that thought, though, actually, just earlier, not necessarily about your baby being wise but about our our how your body works when like you said your parents came and there is something there even subconsciously of like that comfort of like okay like now i we have the help here or it's interesting how you see that's like a pretty common occurrence when situations happen like that where it's like this person arrives or something happens that you were waiting for and it's like now we can have the baby and it just kind of all works together like that so that's pretty neat i like that a lot um, anything else you want to add before I ask you about your very best advice for moms and dads? 
I don't think so. I mean, I think what I'm thinking of, I think would go into very best advice, actually. Okay, let's hear it then. Yeah. So after the birth, especially the past, the um, few days afterwards, I just really didn't know if I enjoyed the experience, to be honest. Um, Afterwards, I was just kind of like, wow, that was very challenging. And I didn't really, um, I I don't know if I enjoyed it. And so my best advice for women who just gave birth is to process your birth experience. Like, I know that's easier said mm-hmm. than done when it comes to like having time um, with a new baby or um, even just sometimes maybe you don't, don't want to process it. Maybe it's something like a, a can have a painful memory. Um, but I would really encourage women to process it because I think that your birth story has a lot of power. Um, and if you allow yourself to, process and think about and reflect on it. Um, what about it? Didn't I not like, what did I like about it? What was beautiful? Mm. What was hard? Why was it hard? Um, I think that can help it at least help me step into a lot of freedom into, um, my birth story and help me understand better too. Like if, um, we have kids in the future, like how can I, um, labor better and then also birth better? Like how, how can I work more with my body? Um, so yeah, in the end, like honestly, I love our birth. I love our labor. As hard as it was, as like challenging as it was, and the random things that came up that I wasn't really expecting, um, I would say that it was one of my favorite experiences. That's awesome. Do you have Laura? What what would you say to dads that are listening from mom's perspective? What would be your advice for them? Mm. Yeah, just stay by your side. Honestly, I think everybody um, feels love in different ways. For me, I'm very much words of encouragement and Mark knew that. Um, So we weren't very physical. We were just talking about it. We weren't super physically touchy. Like he was like, did I ever give you a massage? I was like, I don't think so. But that's not like what I. This guy dabbed your head. Yeah. I was like, that's not what I (laughs) like. Yeah. So um, just know, know your wife, know how she feels loved. And like Mark said, like in that moment, like that's really what she needs is that support um, Hmm. to know that she's not alone. Um, to know that you're a part of it and also like invested in it as well. Um, so even if it's just something simple like offering her water, it honestly means so much in the moment when um, he's looking out for you. I like that. How about you, Mark? What's your best advice for moms and for dads? While giving birth or for having a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Anything, any part of this, the preparation, the yeah, you tell me. Um, I mean, for like the dads, if you've never seen a birth, I mean, the experience might help. Like you should probably sit through and watch a birth happen so you have a, a general feel for what the event is. And so you're not like, whoa, what, what's that like? Because I was like, okay, where are we at with the baby process? Like I've seen babies come out. Oh, cool. I can see that. Awesome. Things are going well. Like, so you know what the natural feel, but I also learned from doing things. So it's like, it might help to see yeah. it done. But yeah, like Laura was saying, just know your partner. You're there to support them. Like you're taking your cues off of what her body's naturally made to do. Mm-hmm. And if you know what you're expecting, like you can kind of just be along for the ride too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about for moms? Was there anything that Laura did? Um, maybe she had you listen to certain podcasts. You sat down and did the birth course together. Were there things, ways that she communicated things to you that you would recommend for other women to be willing to do to dads as well or for dads as well? 
Yeah, I feel like don't shame your husband into saying that you're not doing like you're not doing the reading. Like you're not you're not you're not a part of this. You're not because then it's not gonna make he's not gonna make him want to do it less. Like, mm. and he might be immature in the fact that he doesn't want to do the homework. I mean, let's be honest. Most guys go through school never wanting to do the homework. So, like, figuring out how that works for you as a couple. Like, yeah. does she need to remind you? Is it, like, a contentious point in your relationship because you're not doing the stuff you should be doing? Guys, just do it. It's going to be better for you. Like, learn what's happening. Like, if you're actually going to be a partner in it, like, what kind of guy would start a business with a partner who doesn't know the first thing about the field that he's going into. So just, it is just, you have to do some work. There is like some upfront stuff, but it's worth it. Like you don't feel like you're completely immature and ill-equipped. So like, don't put it on your wife to nag you to do it. But wives don't shame your husbands for like, oh, you said you wanted to be, do this. Like you're not doing, you haven't done this part of the reading. Like you have to eventually do it. And then just practicing the different stages. Hmm. Like, yeah. And like, you can put that off for a bit, but it's going to get to the point where it's game day. And if you haven't done the practice, like you're, <laughs> it's going to be a harder game than it could have been. So just knowing <laughs> that you can put it off for a bit, but eventually like if you're listening to this and you feel like maybe I should do it, you probably should do it. <laughs> if you're at the point where it's like, Oh, maybe it should be now. It should be now because you never know when like that birth <laughs> could happen. So don't keep saying like, Oh yeah, we have time. We have time. Cause before you realize it, you're packing your bags. Good advice. Good advice. And a great yeah. birth story. Thank you both for joining me here today. I really enjoyed the time yeah. and I know other people will Thanks too. So much. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yes. If you loved what you heard today, the very best way to support this podcast and help other moms to find it is to leave a quick review. I read one at the beginning of the episodes and I would love for yours to be next. And if you're ready for even more pregnancy, birth, and postpartum goodness, come join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com where I will hold your hand and walk you through pregnancy and birth step-by-step so you're totally prepared for a birth you'll love. See you next week.